Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue, continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. Is it really Wednesday, J.C. Cole? It is. It is Wednesday over the hump day. Have you, you're always quizzing me on these books that I should read and um, the art of war. I finally did get read when technology fails. I have not yet, uh, but have you read only by blood and suffering? No, I have not. You should. Okay. It was written as a novel by Lavoie Finnicum, the late Lavoie Finnicum, who was murdered by state Oregon state police on January 26th. 2016 and i'm looking at his book right now and i it's a you better read it okay i will track it down right yes i remember seeing the videos of them being shot i was there the first weekend of the occupation of malheur and Mm -hmm. there are people that will verify this it's not me being braggadocious it's just me trying to say that once in a while i can be like jc cole and know what's going to (laughs) happen i came home state senator from iowa annette sweeney will verify this i came home i went right to the national western in denver colorado and i told annette they are going to kill the boy finnicum before this is over that was Mm -hmm. the, the plan and they did. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's it's not like we have a crystal ball. It's like we're assembling pieces of data that start to um, uh, make sense and, and uh, explain what may play out. Um, and unfortunately, you know, as um, as humans, we uh, we're particularly bad at at um how would you say preparing for catastrophe and we're um, predictable yeah 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 so so i gotta tell you you know uh the last week seemed to be really boring what do you think <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm told the trains could shut down this week i see seventy thousand truckers in california no independent truckers no longer are trucking um I see that you can't get deaf nearly anywhere. Let's see what else am I missing? We had a, a natural gas plant in Oklahoma burn. We had a gas refinery in Medford, Oregon blow up. Oh, poor Bill Gates lost a, an alternative protein supply food um, ma- manufacturing facility in is that Switzerland or the Netherlands somewhere? I think it was the Netherlands. Netherlands, where the Dutch farmers are going ballistic as they should. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, we're talking about this 30 by 30 initiative, which people in the United States incorrectly believe started January 27, 2021. That's when Biden signed the executive order. This was started by the United Nations long ago. And then the Dutch government seemed to be on the forefront of bringing it to the farmer and the farmers rebelling. And I've heard, uh, haven't proven, but I've heard that um, if the farmers do not uh, abide by this new uh, 30% reduction in nitrogen, basically an inert gas, that their land will be confiscated. So it's also a, let's say, a devious plan of 30 by 30 again. Yeah. To confiscate the land and reduce animal protein. 
by it's all by 30%. Where does this number 30% keep coming from? Right. I don't know. I would guess it's actually 33%, but they didn't want to, they didn't want to. Why do you, why do you think it's it? 33%? Uh, the famous number of the Illuminati. Oh, is it really? Apparently that's oh, yeah. how much I know about the Illuminati. Well, uh, it's a good thing. They don't hang out in, um, in uh, Nebraska. <laughs> Not I wouldn't yet. go that far. I didn't say that. I just choose not to waste my time studying the devil. Right, right. But uh, along on the, that uh, nice list that you ran down, um, also the head of OPIC mysteriously oh, dies. Yeah, I forgot that. I saw that. Right. Um, just, just one of the most important people in the world on the decision on the price of oil. Just, just him. He just fell over and nobody answered why. Two days before um, Biden heads there. Yeah, um, uh, maybe maybe Hillary came by. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. um, you know yeah, that um, kind of statement on the radio gets you a call from the Secret Service. I've had it happen. Um, Hillary Smith. It's it's a different Hillary. Right? <laughs> you should just said Hillary, and then it, you know right. it could go many ways. That's that's right. And then uh, Boris Johnson resigned. Right. And um, uh, Abi, the uh, former prime minister of uh, Japan, was assassinated. Uh, the Brazilian opposition leader was assassinated. Israel is without a government. Uh, the Georgia Guidestones got blown up and then got um, illegally, let's say, removed because it was a crime scene no matter which way you looked at it. And you're not allowed to destroy a crime scene, but it disappeared one day. And there's a fire in the Vatican of the square. And apparently New York City came out and warns against the nuclear attack. Just your average week. Um, no, well, you left one out. On Sunday, oh. ERCOT, the Texas electric energy supplier, said that it is clear with this week's demand for electricity, we will not be able to supply it. So please expect rolling black, black, blackouts, not brownouts, blackouts this week. Blackouts. Now, do you think that that might have an effect on our ability to produce petroleum? I figure if you don't have the lights on or the burners running, you can't refine oil. Yes. Right. I was, you know, these are like the, that real heavy math. Two plus two equals four. So speaking of not studying the Illuminati, uh, I, I'm, I knew there was something in Georgia, but this Georgia Guidestones thing, I didn't spend any time on, still haven't spent much time on. Although something caught my attention that that occurred on July the 6th, 2022. There was an instantaneous explosion, correct? Where, on uh, Georgia uh, Guidestones? Yes. Uh, there was an explosion. Um, it's it's uh, questionable what's happening. I did see a, uh, a piece of film footage that, that they didn't show us till later of a guy running up, placing something, and running away. Um, but uh, who knows, because, um, you know, we're in, uh, we're in a PSYOP, a psychological operation. And that did occur on July the 6th. Right. Charlie Daniels passed on July the 6th, 2021. And Charlie Daniels brought the song that one of the two or three songs that I actually know the words to the devil went down to Georgia, you know, just those little things make you go, Hmm. 
You're right. Hey, as long as there aren't bumps in the night, I, I that 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 would freak me out a little. <laughs> yeah. But, I I don't even think most people know about the Georgia Guidestones, but apparently this this monument shows up that has symbol symbolic satanic uh, representation, and it just it's just been off limits for forty years or something. Um, yes. And, uh, of course that's a conspiracy theory and you're supposed to turn your brain off and not have any, uh, any, um, you know, uh, deductive reasoning on it. You know, somebody spent a few million dollars in the eighties to pop up a, pop up, uh, a monolith, uh, or a series of monoliths, very expensive. And, that uh, just, just happens to have the, the rules of the new world order on it. But it's no longer. It's no longer. It disappeared. And, um, of course, there wasn't any investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Well, uh, I'll just do a blatant promo here in the last 30 seconds of this first segment. Uh, I did have respect for Abi, And because when I went to Japan, I saw he met with uh, Governor Ricketts while I was there. And I saw that he really did work at a fair trade with other countries. He worked at supplying his people and trying to keep the hurdles out of place. So tomorrow on Trent on the loose, uh, there will be a special tribute to him with uh, several people that are involved in the U S Japan council. And uh, we'll explore exactly how prime minister Abe was uh, involved in trade relations between the United States and Japan, because Again, speaking of things people don't know, JC, Japan is like one of our key trading partners when it comes to agricultural products. We got to go to a break. JC Cole, Trent talked too much in this segment. We'll take a break and not do that in the next one after this. It's time we talk about certified Piedmontese, the opportunity for Great Plains cattlemen to be a part of a supply chain that is viable for the future. It's not about the global entities, it's about a regional supply chain that can continue to work together simply centered around the Piedmontese sires. Piedmontese cattle possess two copies of the myostatin gene, which lends itself to tenderness because it doesn't regulate muscle growth. The muscle continues to grow. We call those cattle double-muscled cattle, but when you breed the Piedmontese to your cows, which probably don't have the myostatin gene, you have a very well-muscled, tender beef-eating experience that works extremely well for the consumer. Details about how you get paid for being a part of this successful system are found at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Welcome back. Well, we're out. Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole. Uh, J.C., I, I knew about Abe in Japan. I knew about the OPEC. Was He, he was the CEO, right? The head of OPEC? I believe so. I did not know there was a series of world leaders who just are no longer with us in the last week. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting, um, Trent, because if when we look at Abe, um, I think what happens is many times a person gets put into a position and therefore, and, and gets compromised. So he does good things and bad things. Right. Um, and for instance, I, I think Abi, one of the things good that he did was he basically put Japan on uh, Ivy Metrin and um, not the uh, clot shot. 
there's argument on both sides. And we're going to find that out in almost, I think, in almost every situation. You know, there's uh, the Georgia Guidestones, you know, it got blown up. Was it by the white hats or the black hats? Right. Well, you know, was it cleaned up and then uh, the crime scene removed? Was that by the white hats or the black hats? And you can have an argument on both sides. And I think I think what happens is you just have to kind of keep it in line and see when it where the puzzle pieces fall. Speaking of uh, putting people on ivermectin instead of the clot shot, that was not the case in Israel. And we see global sudden deaths with young men, particularly, who took the, the clot shot. And we know that Israel was an early adopter and continued to just pile the boosters into Israel. But we hear nothing about what's happening in Israel right now. Nothing. What's going on there? How do we find out? I, I, I don't know. No, we, we're, we're hearing nothing. And um, so... so uh, Could you run you know, down there to Jerusalem before next week? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think I'll pass. <laughs> right. You know, I, I really don't want to hang around Jerusalem <laughs> at, this, at this particular moment. Right. Yeah, me either. Maybe we can get yeah. Andrew to go there. He's been in France and Italy. Maybe later in the week he could go to, you know, just shoot over to Jerusalem. So, so you know, it's very interesting because, you know, I like looking at this week in history, right, and then coming up. And all of a sudden, I start coming up with all these things that happened in history that may be pertinent today, right? So let me run down a quick list, all right? All right, July the 10th, 1981, the movie Escape from New York came out. It was, it was a classic with Kurt Russell as with Snake Lip. Lipskin or whatever his name was, done by John Carpenter. Why is that pertinent today? Because about three days ago, the New York City authorities advised what to do if a nuclear um, uh, bomb or a nuclear strike in New York. And of course, their advice was absolutely terrible. They basically said, close your windows, close your doors and hide in your basement until further notice. (laughs) It's like, okay. And then the Russian... Just yesterday, the Russian Ministry of Defense came out and, quote, we are on the verge of an immediate armed conflict with the United States. Okay. Right. And then another, another, uh, let's say, um, uh, YouTube uh, or um, uh, podcaster, uh, ex-CIA agent named Stephen Denoon, gave a very, and I think he's very well-connected, I've watched him for a while, reports that his contact indicate a a dirty bomb may be in Manhattan and they're having difficulty finding it. So you get these three things that all popped up in the same week, right? And that if you're a little on the conspiracy side, um, I wouldn't put it past the dark powers of this world to to uh, kick off a dirty bomb in New York and blame it on the Russians. Because apparently it's very important that they start this war with Russia. Um, so that, that looks like it's in play. And then July 11th, 1942, Henrik Himmler, who was the head of the SS, he was quite a nasty guy, um, orders the sterilization of all Jewish women in one of the concentration camps. Okay, so if we look at the clock shot, 
it looks like, what do we have, a 83% uh, miscarriage rate for women that are pregnant that took it. Mm-hmm. And we may have a sterilization. We just simply don't uh, don't know because it hasn't been tested. But so, you know, why can't people put this together that the Nazis were uh, infiltrated our country during um, Operation Paperclip and put throughout all of um, industry? Why can't uh, people put that together? JC, I had retired, not retired, 13-year veteran United States Marine Corps in a pilot instructor, flight instructor, Captain Tom Stewart on roll route two, a little over two weeks ago. He joined us in Keystone. He said that the data shows a 472% increase in women and fertility in the last two years, which what did they use for uh, sterilization of w- women and oh, Heinrich Keimler's day? What, what, how did they do that? I, I, I don't know. I want to um, know that. Yeah. All right. All right. That's your homework assignment. I needed uh, a homework assignment. Let me write that down. Right. By the way, read War and Peace. <laughs> JC, I got like 42 other books you told me to read before that. Well, that's the largest book I could think of. <laughs> I might as well read Little Women after that. All right. So, so, um, okay. So let me run down my list. July, here's one that's specific for us. July 12th, 1954. President Eisenhower put forward the plan for an interstate highway system. Now, this was this was to increase our defense because he saw how the Autobahn worked in uh, in Germany and how the military could quickly move from different parts. And and granted, that's quite good. You can we have now have a very very good interstate system. What we didn't realize was the other effects of it and how it how it changed our entire food grid. And this came back to what you've been pushing on and I've been pushing on is food security. We don't have food security. What we have is food production. Food security means good food production and accessibility to it. And so for us in New Jersey, the food's 2,000 miles away, delivered through that interstate system with inexpensive oil, right, and diesel, and very efficiently. What happens when that breaks? It's and, cracking. And it, it is cracking. And the only solution is that we have to put in a stunning amount of small, sustainable farms in certain areas, specifically where we have population um, uh, density. And that's the only way. Because then if the system breaks... We have local food that gets us through until we can repair the system. And, and people just aren't recognizing that. So I've never been a fan of the internet, interstate system. In fact, uh, um, I count on the campaign trail earlier this year. I marveled at the number of communities who were begging candidates and state officials to fix this four-lane system to our town. And how many times when you get a four-lane system around your town, does the town continue to thrive? It's counterintuitive. You you just made it easy for people to go to more populated areas quicker instead of coming and shopping in your town. It makes no sense whatsoever. Right, right. You kill your local mom-and-pop shops. Right. Right. Also, July the 12th, 1967, this is not one that many people remember, but... uh, Certainly, Kevin and I do. 
Um, there was a race riot in Newark, New Jersey, and also Plainfield, New Jersey. And like 30 people were killed and 1,500 were injured. Um, and uh, I grew up basically bordering Plainfield. Mm. So uh, and you would have been about 10. Yeah, and um, I was 11, right. And, um, you know, it was, it was quite concerning because nobody knows how riots going to, you know, uh, end or continue on. Or spill over. Right. And if you look, basically all of our major metropolitan cities are, uh, um, you know, a cauldron ready to explode of, of human tension. We're all out. I've got human tension. First half complete. We'll be back with more after this. We're solution providers, not human tension people. When I have over the years shared the information because people want to be critical of nitrates, people want to be critical of estrogen, I'll tell people that you're worried about your bacon or your ham because it's cured and it might have nitrates, but you flock to eating leafy greens because leafy greens are the highest level of nitrate possible and you know what the first question that person always asked me how they get them in there how they get them in there nathan <laughs> well they're they're cured right they're cured vegetables and vegetables actually cure many diseases so just like your bacon's cured you know i wrote a paper called uh, nitrite the cure for chronic disease so just like nitrite nitrate cure meat and prevent you know lipid oxidation and prevent you know food spoilage and bacterial infections and or bacterial overgrowth in the food they do the same thing to us. They cure a lot of things because they improve nitric oxide. They improve oxygenation. They prevent oxidation, inflammation, and immune dysfunction. You want to live a cured life? Take a nitric oxide supplementation every day like I do. No2u.com. It's no2u.com. Put trend as your coupon code and you win big favors because you get free shipping and a 10% discount. Welcome back. Roll out, Trent Loose, alongside J.C. Cole. I was thinking about Hank Bogler uh, Monday this week. He said that Nevada, they've been reporting, J.C., that they've had some of the hottest temperatures in 1,200 years. Mm. And they're trying to put that in the context of, see, see, we told you, the climate's becoming extreme. Oh, wait, you mean 1,200 years ago they had this hot of a temperature, too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> apparently it's not the last 50 years that causes heat <laughs> yeah I'm, I, I, you know i i didn't know the neanderthals had uh thermostats you know and uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they counted a tree ring or something right right but uh so so continuing on this week in history right july the 13th 1944 in Vilnius, Lithuania. Now, Vilnius is the capital city of Lithuania. And as everybody knows, I spent uh, 18 years in Riga, Latvia, which was just a couple hours north of the capital of Latvia. So I was in Vilnius uh, uh, a few times. Anyway, July 13th, 1944, Lithuania, Vilnius was liberated by the Soviet army where they removed the Nazis. Nice. All right. Now... Now, I'm not saying that I'm very happy with the Soviet mentality versus the Russian mentality. But now we look at this that most people don't know that part of the world and territory. Lithuania has on its eastern border, border 
the mainland of Russia. And that is 12 time zones of mainland. That's huge. And on its western border, it has a small enclave of Russian territory known as Kaliningrad. So literally, Lithuania is sandwiched between two uh, pieces of Russia. Uh, When the Soviet Union broke up, Lithuania became independent, and they made an agreement with the Russian Federation to allow transport by rail across their state, um, their country, um, to this enclave, Kaliningrad. So Kaliningrad is about 40 miles um, from mainland Russia, and the Russians have been able to supply it. There's an international treaty saying this. Well, in their infinite wisdom, the Lithuanian governments have said, nope, that violates sanctions. And you go, wait, wait, wait. First, you have an international treaty, and, and second is, what, what does sanctions have to do with Russians supplying Russians? And so on Monday, uh, so Russia has warned them that if they don't solve this, Russia will. Of course, Russia warned Georgia, I mean, um, Ukraine, if they didn't solve uh, their problems, Russia will, and Russia is. So Lithuania on Monday expanded the restrictions on the railroad going to Kaliningrad. And rumor has it that the Duma, the parliament of Russia, will meet July 15th, which is in two days, for an emergency meeting that possibly may be a declaration of war. So it looks like the Russians are going to go into Vilnius and get rid of the Nazis one more time. Right, because who's driving this whole equation? Well, that would be the Nazis behind NATO. Okay. And now also one of the hot, uh, one of the headlines was the world braces for Europe's July 22nd doomsday. So what happens is uh, the major gas line supplying Europe from Russia was turned off a few days ago for maintenance. It's supposed to be 10 days. And everybody's wondering. 10 days would be July 22. July 22, exactly. Um, Whether the Russians will turn it on again. Now, you would think that if all of a sudden Russia declares war on Lithuania, um, they're going, uh, Russia's going to flip the Europe, the bird. Um, and, um, and of course, this is, this is all being orchestrated by dark powers behind the scenes to create massive social unrest in this particular case in Europe. You know, G- Germany's e- economy has already dropped like, uh, 15% because of lack of, of energy. And this will just devastate the normal people. Uh, It's amazing. And, of course, continuing on in uh, (laughs) this this week in July, July the 14th, 1877. This is in the U.S. A general strike brings U.S. railroads to a standstill. (laughs) It's like, oh, look at that. (laughs) We, We have a potential July the 18th of? A national railroad strike crippling the country. I don't think people have a clue on how impactful three days of disrupting the railroad industry would be. I, I agree with you. Particularly Thank from you. an energy standpoint. It also have, well, if you affect, well, that's what it's all about. It all starts with energy. 
It, it, it all starts with energy, our, and especially in our modern age. Okay? And I wanted to run into something that uh, not many people know about, and it's called the Dunning-Kruger syndrome, and you have to look it up. Okay. And there are, there are, you know, we're humans. So oftentimes we will just act naturally. And that's one of them. The Dunning-Kruger syndrome is when you are successful in one field or another field, like let's say real estate development. And that you think that that wisdom can transfer over to something like survival where it can't. Right. But but that's part of being human. We make that uh, delusion that, yes, just because we're very good real estate developers or cattle ranchers or, or, or Microsoft bankers, software developers. Right. That we understand the dynamics uh, and world war that's about to happen. I'm amazed. I spent 18 years in Eastern Europe. I was on the secret nuclear bases, the secret sub bases in the NATO meetings. And I get in arguments with my fraternity brothers who, who spent the last 40 years playing golf at the Pasha uh, uh, Country Club on what's happening in Eastern Europe. They have no clue, but they think, because they're successful, that they do. It's called the Dunning-Kruger syndrome. And I re- recommend everybody to look at it um, themselves and say, do you really have any expertise in what's happening over there? You know, do you speak Russian? Do you speak Latvian? you speak Ukrainian or any of those other languages? Do you know what's happening? And, of course, the answer is no. Anyway, out of my soapbox. Uh, for what it's worth, on an almost related note, this week I've had three people from Canada send me notes that they have not been able to use their credit cards. It's all cash. And that, 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 that is it. You know, this is a test. Um, uh, you know, and, and in, in some ways you should be thankful that it happened because people just can't get it through their head that they have been um, seduced by convenience using this credit system, right? And mm-hmm. all of the credit cards in Canada went down. And so the only way to pay was with cash, right? And, and this is one of the things, you know, for, um, you know, I used to uh, write a paper. It was posted on uh, Robert David Steele's uh, website, which has gone down, um, called, uh, the, you know, the American gray swans and the gray swan is a predictable event that is catastrophic. And there are like 13 events that will shut down our supply system in a heartbeat. And one of them is when the credit, the credit system collapses. No more letters of credit, no credit cards, no banking transfers. There'll be no supply chain. And now we see that this partially happened in Canada. Yeah, it it totally looks like a dry run to see see what happens. Right. By the way, there was a dry run on something else. Um, uh, I think it was 2013 that uh, um, everybody knows basically what food stamps are, that this is the support of people who can't afford food and that um, but they're no longer food stamps. It's now called an EBT card and they gave it some, you know, special name. Uh, that doesn't sound like you're begging for food. Snap. Um, snap. Snap. Snap's part of it, right? Snubble, and, supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. Um, you're starving for food, right? And and that something like 15% of Americans are on 
these food stamps and it's a debit card. And in, I think, seven states, and of course, it's run by our buddies, J.P. Morgan <laughs> or Goldman Sachs. I think it's J.P. Morgan. And in seven states, all of a sudden, the credit, uh, the debit card system went down. So these people did no longer had access to their free money to buy food. So it went down for three days. And the nastiness of text messaging of threats, we're going to burn this city down if you don't fix this. Okay, that's one. And then two was two Walmarts made a decision to open up and say, listen, um, the system isn't working, but we trust you. Um, um, you can go and buy whatever you want. And there was basically, uh, uh, within an hour, the store was packed with people who filled the carts up for like three, $400 worth of food, right? And then went to check out. And by that time, the system came back up and they found out that they may have $3 on their EBT card and they're trying to check out with three to $400 worth of groceries. And then instantly the entire place emptied out. Everybody left their carts where they were. And, and, uh, and uh, Walmart had to throw out a stunning amount of food because, um, you know, that came out of the freezers, um, because they didn't have the ability to put it back in time. Right. As of April 25th, 2022, according to the uh, USDA, 13% of the United States population utilizes the EBT cards through SNAP. Right. So 13%. Trent, 41 million. What does it take? What percentage does it take to create social unrest in a country? Three. All right. So if the electronic system goes down, we have 13% all focused in our inner cities that will start to riot. You think we've been set up? No, I don't think about it. I see it every day unfolding. I just yeah. can't believe the people who are close to me can't see it. Well, that's one of our jobs, you know, and, and of course, what do you, what's the solution? Well, we don't really have a, a, a big solution for that. Individually, we have to be prepared to be able to handle it. When the banking system goes down, right, the credit system stops, you have to have food stored so you can get through the period of chaos. And this is what we've been pushing the whole time. Yeah, the message hasn't changed in a year and a half. No. No, it's but, just that the the climax seems to be coming. But the the chess game certainly has. Yeah. Right. Right. And and now unfortunately for Americans, the writing is very clear on the wall. At some time our um dollar, our petrodollar will mm -hmm. no longer be of value. Uh JC, I got something else that's an issue I lost track of. Brawl out more after this. Well, folks, uh, before we get back to JC, there's something that has come to my attention today, and I want to bring it to your attention. You know, I've been sharing with you the wallofhonor.org. I, I know that if you do not put the in front of Wall of Honor, you get another tremendous nonprofit organization, but not the one that I'm talking about. The wallofhonor.org is a place where you can go submit an honoree, you can donate. Or you can go look at those individuals that have contributed so much to our freedom. It is thewallofhonor.org saying thank you and bringing honor to those that have served to contribute to our liberty, our freedom, our future. 
Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole. Preparing us, not giving us the rose-colored glasses view, just telling you, hey, get your family, get your community ready. If you don't, it's your fault, not J.C. Cole's fault. No. Uh, I thought, where where do we stand with the petrodollar and the value of that? Okay, so the yeah. Uh, okay, the exchange value, you might say. Well, there's two parts of the exchange value. One is, what is it exchangeable for other currencies, such as the euro? My understanding is the euro had dropped about 14% in one day, right? And and so relative to other fiat currencies, it looks like the petrodollar will go up because it's the um, it's the last of the ugly currencies to go, right? That's one. But the exchange value for goods and services of what we need, we're obviously in an inflation period. Um, and that roughly it looks like it's about 30%. This is not inflation. This is just basic inflation. And that, uh, so it's exchange value for what we need every day is diminishing. Right now, I think that they they know exactly what they're doing and that at some point all of the fiat currencies are going to collapse. We just don't we don't know what the uh, the event is that will cause it. Right. And there are a few. And of course, war could be one of them. And that's one reason some people believe they have to be careful of this cause and effect. Some people believe that they're trying to start war. The, the global bankers are trying to start war so that they can collapse the currency and blame it on Putin. Of course, I don't see them blaming Putin for anything. Except well, for, you know. he, he, he's the total scapegoat. Yes, and he's actually coming out and saying, look, you guys are being lied to. They're making us the scapegoat. We have nothing to do with it. We didn't spend the $5 trillion dollars for um for that disease right now and now if you actually look at the math and the problem is the math is so big that humans can't calculate it you know it's like take one here's a test it took me a long time and i was you know i'm an engineer take 1.4 quadrillion and divide it by 7 billion yeah i'm out i'm out just check me out Right. Uh, I'll just give you the answer. Can it's you make it 100? So I can start with 100 and divide. That That would be better. Right. And so it's 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 uh, it's 200,000. And so what is that? OK, so there's this thing called derivatives. Um, it was um, <laughs> it was a product made by the banking system to create uh, extra money. And I think even um, was it uh, Warren Buffett came out and said derivatives are econo- uh, financial economic or um, uh, elements of mass destruction or uh, of of economics. So they've created 1.4 quadrillion dollars of derivatives that is unregulated. We don't know where it is. So if you divide it by Seven billion people, actually, probably should be more like eight billion now, 
on, on earth, it means that for every living person on earth, there's $200,000 worth of derivatives sitting out there, which of course is ridiculous. It's, it's totally unsustainable. Those have to go away. So, so, and that's just derivatives. That's not other, that's not government liabilities. Right. You know, we have, we have, I don't know, geez, I think the calculation was um, between our debt being at 30 trillion and uh, liabilities being um, total was $160 trillion. Um, that That's just mathematically unsolvable. So the only way to do it is just get rid of it. So what's going to be the event to get rid of it? We have to bring Putin back into the equation. um, That seems like the best scapegoat. And so they're trying as hard as possible. It certainly looks that they're trying as hard as possible to start a war with them. And he's doing actually a pretty good job of avoiding the war. But it looks like eventually they're going to have them. They've got Kaliningrad trapped. Kaliningrad is about the size of... Oh, I think Connecticut. And I think it has about 10 million people there. Not really sure. But and it's also the location of his Baltic fleet, so yeah. it is his protection. Right, it is his Western protection. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, it looks like he's going to have to react. And of course, they're going to blame it on, oh, he's picking on poor little Lithuania invading him. No, he's protecting his bloodline, as as he did in Ukraine. So. I, I thought about this when you said now we need to use the 8 billion number for division. <clears throat> we know that the death rate is accelerated, not just in the United States, but around the world. Right. Uh, I haven't looked. Have you looked at what the population growth or decline is globally yet? I actually, I, I took a peek. I didn't really focus on what the 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 growth was, but it's uh, I think uh, later on in this month that's going to hit eight billion. So what happens? So we is are still the, accelerating. We're still accelerating, right? And of course, I hate to say it this way, you know, there's argument, but for our species to survive, we're going to have to stop accelerating definitely at some point, whether we've already passed it or not. We cannot produce enough food to feed the amount of people we have. I don't agree. Period. I don't agree. No, with the management system we have. How about that? Yeah, because it's like I quote Norman Borlaug, who's one of the great men that ever walked the planet, saved more lives than anybody other than Jesus, father of the Green Revolution. He said that he has no doubt that the farming structure could feed 10 billion people on the planet. His question is, will, will the farmers be allowed to utilize the technology to get it done? Well, I agree totally with that. Obviously, we're both farmers. Um, but I, what I was saying is, at some point, we have to stop accelerating. So it could be 10, it could be 20, it could be 50 billion. We simply don't know. But we do know that at some point, it has to happen. Right. Um, and so my view is that well, it'll happen quicker, JC, when we start putting plant food in the soil, namely CO2 and burying it in the name of protecting climate change. That's all okay. about depopulation. 
that that's true. And, the, and of course, the most ridiculous one is removing nitrogen, um, which is an basically an inert gas and doesn't affect anything. And, and it was it 72 percent of the air is nitrogen. So what are these people? What are they saying? I mean, they just pretty soon they're going to say we have to remove oxygen out of the atmosphere because it's causing global warming. They are. That's exactly right. what they'll do. Right. And you go, hey, did anybody check out the sun? You know, you know that big glowing ball of plasma in the sky that uh, is going into a, a minimum, uh, um, uh, a solar minimum in mm-hmm. which it starts cooling the earth. And, and uh, did anybody check out that our magnetosphere is actually dwindling and, uh, and opening us up to UVA, B and C plus gamma rays? It's it's not our it's not our uh, our our SUVs or or our farting cattle or 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 uh, um, they're they're just simply lying. They're they lying. Are. They are lying. Everything important. You you may have missed this, but earlier today on across the pond, Andrew Henderson, who is in Italy today, excuse me, he said that in the last week the conversations have changed that people are now talking about, hey, hey, even in Europe, JC, even in Europe, they're saying, hey, we might have been duped about this climate change thing. Yes. Now, I can make the argument that you're a little late to the dance, but all right, I don't care when you show up at the dance, let's get to dancing. I I would say so. I would also say, you know, that there are a couple of theories we have to pay attention to. And one of them is that, let's say the dark side wants to create so much uh, uh, discontent with our governments that our individual governments, that the people rebel against our individual governments and create total chaos. Okay. And from, they wait till the total chaos settles out and a bunch of people are dead and then they restart it. Um, uh, they restarted uh, claiming that uh, actually it was stated, claiming that Lucifer is the god. That'll do it. As we continue to identify how Satan is trying to run your life, what are you going to do about that? That's the question of the day. We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting. I got too many notes from JC's discussion today. Too much homework. Right. Things Buy to the do. book. <laughs> by the book when when technology fails only by blood and suffering all roads do lead to a roll route okay a couple other things that i want to get to here protect the harvest has just today issued their newsletter if you're not on the newsletter for protect the harvest you don't know what you're missing there's a tremendous amount of information about the attacks from the Animal rights groups, what you can do, the solutions you can provide and be a part of. It's everything needs to be solution organized. And that is exactly what we do on a regular basis, making sure that property rights is first and foremost the core principle of freedom. Protecttheharvest.com is leading the way at getting the information to people to empower them to make a difference locally. Also, just want to remind you that the Oliver County Fair is coming up. Now, that's Oliver County in North Dakota. Gold Buckle Tack, Treva Beard is going to be there. Who knows? There might be a sighting of Marty Beard present as I will be judging the livestock show and then hanging out in the Gold Buckle Tack at the Ranch Rodeo and all of the activities in Center, North Dakota. The Oliver County Fair, that happens August the 13th, 2022. 
you put me in a county fair scenario with a couple dozen young people. They're all excited about their animals and excited about the future of food production and livestock agriculture. That's like heaven on earth for me. I just got to tell you, see you at the Oliver County Fair. Don't forget to check out protecttheharvest.com. Been a fantastic show. See you tomorrow.